thank you for joining us on the Kansas Canopy Podcast. This is season three, episode 12. And today we're going to be talking about the Wildfire Risk Assessment Portal, a brand new tool for the Kansas Forest Service and for the state of Kansas. With me, I have Darcy Paul, our GIS analyst, and Luke Burning, who is our fuel specialist. Thank you both so much for being on with me today. Thanks for having us, Ariel. Thanks, Ariel. So to start off, um, if we could talk just a little bit about what you both do. So Darcy, I know you've been on your seasoned veteran podcast guest, but could you just remind everybody about what your role is at Kansas Forest Service? Other than being the champion tree coordinator, um, which was a previous podcast Ariel and I did, I actually, my main job is GIS analyst. And the easiest way to describe that is I map trees and wildfires. And Luke, what about you? What do you do here at Kansas Forest Service? I have a relatively new role. I've been on for about a year now. And so as fuel specialist, I'm within the fire program. And so my role is to help landowners and homeowners reduce the risk of wildfires on their property. You know, we'll, we'll never completely get rid of that. We can help mitigate the damage. We can help reduce the risk. And so uh, prescribed fire is one of the biggest ways that we can help folks efficiently reduce their risk, you know, burning that fuel at a time when conditions are favorable, so it's not available when um, conditions are terrible. Um, working with landowners, what they can do on landscaping, that kind of stuff. And so this wildfire risk assessment portal is a huge tool for me uh, as I work with homeowners and landowners on what their risk is on their property. That's great. And I'm glad that you said that because I was really just thinking like Darcy really helped develop the tool. She's going to be a huge part of continuing to develop the tool as we move forward. And you're really going to be the boots on the ground helping people utilize it. So I'm really excited for both of your perspectives today. So Darcy, I'm going to start with you. If you could just tell us a little bit about the portal. Why did we feel like we needed to develop this in Kansas? Well, we actually didn't start the project. Um, the Western State Foresters started a project called the West, West Wide Risk Assessment. Very hard to say. Um, they started it and they put out all this data and analysis for like the western half of the United States and the islands. Well, it turns out Kansas does not have the same issues that California does. And so it made it look like Kansas has no wildfire risk. And the people that live in Kansas and the people that work in the fire program know that there is a wildfire risk. So we wanted to update it and what we call very official term, Kansify it. Um, so we have done that. So for me, RAP is a lot of GIS data. We had 34 data sets that went into it and then did the analysis. And it basically comes down to looking at wildfire threat, which is the chance of having a wildfire, wildfire effects, which is the impact those wildfires have, those are both weighted 50-50 and they go into our wildfire risk. I'm so glad that you brought up the difference between risk and effects. I know that you're really proud of it, but will you talk a little bit about the chart on our website that sort of goes into explaining that? Sure, again, there is the wildfire threat. So a lot of that is having fuels, it's having fire occurrences, it's including the weather. And it's not live weather, it is weather over 30 years. And so that gives us an idea of how many days we have low fire risk versus extreme fire risk. Um, so all that data goes into fire threat to say this is a chance that, or this is the probability of you having a wildfire in your area. Now wildfire effects goes in the other direction in the fact that it looks at what is impacted. And for 
Kansas, the two biggest ones are infrastructure and wildland urban interface. And the thing that we really did to Kansify it is that we included fence data into infrastructure. And the reason why that was so important is because on both Anderson Creek and Starbuck, we really saw the impact that those wildfires had on fences and how that impacted the landowners and the people leasing the land. They could not put cows back out there again, even if there was grass, because we had to rebuild fence. And fence is expensive and very time consuming. So we wanted to make sure that we captured that data. Um, otherwise, in the impacts, it also talks about topography and suppression difficulty. So it's kind of like two final layers that go into the big output, which is wildfire risk. That was such a great explanation. And I will link our website, which has that chart, if you're more of a visual learner. But I do think it does a really good job of demonstrating what exactly goes into the portal in a way that, that really makes sense. So Luke, switching to you, as we're looking at utilizing the portal, obviously it's for all Kansans, but really specifically in your work, who do you envision using the portal and how is it gonna be helpful to them? So this portal is useful for literally everyone I interact with. Um, homeowners, landowners, out to um, community leaders like emergency managers. Um, we're working with NGOs on it. So um, large landowners, just pretty much anyone in the state of Kansas, this is gonna be useful to them. And one of the reasons I think it's important to set some context with this too, I wanna hit on real quick why it's useful to everyone across Kansas. It's because we all have wildfire risk. In Kansas last year, we had 8,400 wildfires reported by our fire departments. That consistently ranks us in the top five in the nation of wildfire occurrences. Whether you're managing rangeland out in Rooks County or you're an EM in Johnson County, you have wildfire risk, you're dealing with it, and so um, this tool is applicable to you. So when you're visiting the website, which the URL is kansaswildfirerisk.org, and I'll make sure to link that in the show notes, uh, you'll see several different things. I'm very happy that I was able to help in part with designing that webpage. It's beautiful. And we have a lot of great resources that will link back to our main website to help you, especially with the prevention side of things. But when you go to launch the Explorer, which is really the tool that we're talking about today, and that's a big yellow button at the top, there are two options that you're gonna see, one for the advanced user and one for the basic user. And this is something that the portal, when you see it in different states, it's a feature of the portal. But Darcy, can you talk a little bit about, first of all, why do we have basic versus advanced and what can users expect to see between those two? Yeah, sure can, Ariel. Basic is created for the landowner, um, assuming that you are only managing a small area and it really kind of looks around your neighborhood and determines that risk. You know, it's it's not, the tool is not created for you to zoom to it and look at the one raster cell on your property. It's really to look at your entire neighborhood around you and see what your fire risk is around there. Um, so please use it that way. And it's just easier information for the average person to use. That's not thinking about wildfire risk every day. It's just like, hey, I kind of wonder what this tool is and what does it do for us? It also will give you um, the ability to download a report to tell you how to make your property more fire, fire wise. So those are kind of some of the opportunities there. There's no login required and 
the really cool feature is you can pretty much type in any address anywhere in the world, but really we're only focused in Kansas. So um, any address in Kansas and it will zoom right to it. So that is very handy um, for the local landowners. Advanced is really created for people that are thinking on a bigger scale and want to mitigate fuels in a fire district, in a homeowners association, in a utility company's coverage area. Those are really what we're trying to focus on with Advanced Viewer. It has more layers. You're gonna see more GIS layers that build into the fire threat, fire effects, and the final fire risk layer. The fire risk layer has more symbology. It has nine classes instead of just the four you're gonna see in basic. And it gives you an awesome report at the end that really delves into the statistics of what your fire occurrences are there, what your fire threat is, how much is in low, how much is in extreme. Um, and those are copy and paste things that you can then take and put in a PowerPoint presentation and present to um, constituents. So it really is created for the bigger picture. Um, but that being said, the login is free. Anyone can sign up for it. Um, and we're just really trying to get the information out there to start the conversations. So Luke, you were talking about, you know, this really is a tool for everybody, but I know specifically in your work, when you're working with fire departments, community decision makers, emergency managers, this can be a helpful tool for some grant opportunities. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yep, absolutely. It's, it's kind of, um, Darcy just hit on it. With the advanced viewer, we have the opportunity to download this report that is just loaded with awesome statistics and graphics that in order to for me to grab that data on my own and find it, um, boy, it's probably not gonna happen. Uh, so the report puts all of these um, statistics on what is our wildfire risk, um, where are our infrastructure assets that are, are, are at risk, um, part of that effects. And so it takes all that data and then a lot of the, the grants that I work with that are focused on providing funds to mitigate fuels on the landscape, they want that information. They want to know, do you have risk? And so this tool is awesome for me because it, it um, provides that inf information for me and for our counties um, very readily. And so the hurdle that we have to jump over in order to apply for funding to help reduce our risk in our communities is lowered by this tool. It's extremely slick. I, I'm a big fan of that part. <laughs> Making your life a little bit easier. Yes. But also in the hopes, you know, I know you're working right now on the Community Wildfire Defense Grants in the hopes that we could get more applications for Kansas to have us a little bit more represented um, and to, to receive the grant funding we know our communities need. Yeah, absolutely. This year, um, we're looking at, at having hopefully six applicants for that and um, for the community wildfire defense grant. And then depending on our success, we would love to take it to the entire state next year and put in a ton of applicants, applications for that grant. It's a very cool opportunity. We're still learning how it works. We're still trying to tune our processes, but once we get rocking and rolling with that, we man, it's an excellent opportunity to get low cost fuels mitigation work across the state. So in addition to the portal, there are some other tools on the website that can help community members and decision makers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, we added on there the National Fire Danger Rating System, NFDRS, and that is really looking at a seven day window or forecast of what 
we can expect as far as fire danger across the state of Kansas. And Chip Redman has really kind of led the way. It's through his network of the Mesonet across the state of Kansas. And it's so easy to read and to use um, for people across the state of Kansas. I think just to add to that, Darcy, um, one of the big goals of this project is statewide consistency in the language we're using to describe our risk on a specific day. You know, right now there's there's not much consistency. And so in one county, your fire danger rating could be a seven and next door it's very extreme. So how do you interface those, right? And so um, with this tool, I think one of the big hopes is that we can apply this tool across the state. And so, you know, in Chase County, we are at high fire danger, high risk, and in Butler County, we're at high risk. The, the language is the same. And, you know, maybe on that same day in Wichita County, we're at low risk. It's just using the same scale to describe things. And also, um, Chip has put a ton of work in refining how we rate the risk. Um, the data that goes into it, um, it's not just, um, it, it's not just about the language. He's also put a ton of work into the, the data that comes up with that rating, um, but also the, just that consistency across the state is a huge hope we have for this tool. So Darcy, I know a big question we had as we've sort of started to launch this tool and shared it with people is, if I go plow my field tomorrow, will that be reflected on the portal? So I know updates and kind of the timeline have been a big part of that. Can you talk a little bit about what can we expect to see in the portal moving forward? It is a static portal. It really um, is a planning tool for landowners or for people that are making big management decisions. Um, so no, if you do a fuels mitigation project, that is not gonna automatically show up. It is not going to have live weather going into it to show you that risk for that day. It is just going to use the fuels we had from 2013 to 2017 and the weather data that we had for that 30 year span. So it's static in that sense, but it is the intention of the Forest Service to update the portal every five years. And, and that follows on several things. One is fire occurrence data. We think that it's still being underreported in some areas. And we really wanted to show with our launch that we had that we are using this data. So it is important to report it. And we know that that is hard for volunteer fire departments because we know that you've been out in the field, but we just want to show to you that it's not just going into a black box and never getting used. It is getting used. And if you don't report it, then it looks like your fire district or your county does not have fire threat, um, which then lowers your fire risk. And it just is not an accurate reflection of what's going on on the land. So, that is one thing. The other one is fuels. We know there are certain parts of the state where uh, urban areas are expanding or where people are moving out to the country and we want to capture the change of fuels over time, where we're seeing new housing developments, etc. So if we stuck with the fuels from 2013 to 2017, that would not be an accurate representation. So the hope is every five years we will go through an update. And I would also include that we do not think this is a perfect product. We are always looking for feedback. So if you as a user are using this product, 
and you see something you're like, it would be super helpful to have this layer, or why did you guys not include this layer? That is information we want to know. We've already had discussions about layers we think we could add in that might actually improve the overall wildfire risk assessment. So that all being said, it is static. It is kind of a one-time deal, but it is one that we intend to update every five years. And in addition to the tool itself, I will link the wrap page on our website that has some of the resources we've mentioned. And one of them is an explanation, a presentation that Darcy has given explaining the map. And I think the map that stood out to the people the most as we've been launching this tool is that occurrence map. And it's been frankly a little bit embarrassing to see some counties without any reported occurrences because we know it's happening. It's just not making it through to that reporting piece. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that, Darcy. Please make sure to go check out your county. Even if you're not the person responsible for it, there's always something you could do to push for more funding, push for more volunteers, or just to help your county kind of finish that piece because if we don't know what's happening, how could we possibly support efforts in that area? Well, thank you both so much for being on today. Is there anything else you would like to add about the portal or about wildfire risk in Kansas? I've got to make the plug that if you are concerned about your wildfire risk, reach out to us. Uh, we have six district fire management officers around the state who a big part of what they do is, is helping people assess their risk. And, and that's what I do. I one of the reasons that I got this, that I pursued this job is because I wanted to travel all over the state. And so I would love to come out and see what you have going on on your property and talk with you about what can you do to reduce the risk of catastrophic wildfire on your property. So uh, please, we are a resource for this state. Uh, please take advantage of us. We, we want to help. I can't top that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that was like solid high five. Nice job, Luke. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Kansas Canopy Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and we will see you next time.